Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Rowan, the show host in training, coming to you for an audio-only episode. No Chino on this one because our schedules just didn't line up, but that's okay. We're a three-man band for this audio-only episode. It's very appropriate that we bring up the 3MB because yung listicle natin for this week focuses on our 10 favorite lovable losers in pro wrestling. And Rowan, as the show host in training, my boss is kadito sa podcast, so you suggested this topic why did you want to talk about our favorite lovable losers? Yes, sir. Well, recently I was hanging out with my cousins and we talked about wrestling. And when it comes to wrestling, syempre meron tayong ano, main eventer. And we also have the enhancement talents or what we call the lovable losers. Right. Of course, uh, we know na wrestling as a sport, as an art form, as an industry always involves someone coming out on top, someone to win. And someone who loses, diba? Kaya nga, um, w- whether they're in the main event or whether they're in the position of enhancement talent, lahat naman ng mga, ng mga wrestlers on a card, they have a role to play. So let, let's get into this first, the concept of uh, a lovable loser, the concept of enhancement talent. So let's go to Ro here. Yeah, being the actual, uh, the J-word. So it's called a J-word to say I, get, I can get to use it because I'm a wrestler. So yeah, sure, uh, sure. I was a jobber once, once in my career. Uh, it just had to happen because there were people who were more uh, promising than I was in the ring, if you will. So at the time, I had to put them over. And that, I have no problems with putting people over. Because like, yeah, Stan said, sometimes you just got to lose and somebody has to win. And uh, if you're not down with that, then you might not be thought of as a professional in the biz. So it just happens. Um, a lot of people can get pretty wound up about who gets to be a jobber or a lovable loser. Because uh, you all have your favorites, right? So you don't want to see your favorites lose. But sometimes you just have to lose. And sometimes the idea is to build sympathy through defeat. And 
sometimes it happened for these people and sometimes it just didn't sometimes na most of the time they just ended up being relegated to being the lovable loser in on the roster yeah diba yun talaga yung role nila it's kind of like being in a movie as chris jericho likes to compare it na everybody has their own parts to play so we'll get into our list in a bit but first we got to let you know about a couple of ways you can support the wrestling wrestling podcast and one of them is by being a wrestling wrestling podcast patron all right, guys, there are no pay-per-views this month. By the time you hear this, it's going to be December already. Pero, I mean, we're still doing our thing. We're still uh, talking about wrestling in the Discord community. We're still doing uh, uh, exclusive review content on the shows and weekly uh, weekly TV programs and the pay-per-views. And champion may pa-merch din kami. All that good stuff. You can get it by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestlingwrestlingpodcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. If you got some extra Christmas money, if you will, this month, and you want to help us do what we do here, you know, you want to thank us for what we do, and you want to do that in a monetary way, you can definitely do that for as low as 250 pesos a month. You know, uh, it's not a big commitment. Only if you can. Again, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. I can't believe we actually did it. Namasko na tayo officially yeah. on the podcast. Okay, why not? Namamasko I mean, like, Do we not? Do we not deserve compensation and support from I our friends? I, I absolutely think exactly, we exactly. Now, another way you can support the pod is by protecting your devices and your online activity by getting a NordVPN subscription. Yes, sir. Uh, all you got to do to get that is to use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash 476. Podlink.co slash the number is 476. You can get a NordVPN subscription. It's a special deal. Two years and four months for only 89 US dollars. That is around 3,500 Philippine pesos. It's a sweet deal. Go get it now. And what you and when you do get that, it will help us do what we do here on the podcast. No extra cost to you. All right, let's get into our list of our 10 favorite lovable losers as Rowan, the show host in training, proposed. And let's start off with uh, this group, this uh, iconic stable of lovable losers that aren't really losers anymore. And that's 3MB, Heath Slater, Drew McIntyre, and Jinder Mahal. So let's start with Rowan first. And I want to tell me why uh, you have an affinity for 3MB. Actually, ang nasa official, uh, official draft ko, or initial draft ko. I only had Heath Slater because to me he's a lovable loser because we haven't seen him on the main show. He was only featured on Superstars, and I I love him because uh, he is willing to do anything to be featured on the show. And lalo na nung 2016 draft when he he went undrafted, he is willing to get a contract. He is a free agent and he has kids. Yeah, uh, no, actually, that's a good point you brought up about, you know, uh, willing to do anything to be on TV. Because if you're a jobber, at least you're being used, right? At least you are being used on the program to elevate someone else. That's a lot better than not being used at all by um, feeding you and catering and keeping you on the sidelines. So uh, that's a good one for Heath. And he was pretty charming and... He entertained all of us with his with his uh, I got kids antics. So yeah, it's a good inclusion on this list. 
Yeah, I, I really love 3MB as a whole because uh, I I don't know, I just found them really funny. Lalo na nung ginagawa na pa sila nung parang MTV style na documentary footage. I don't know if you guys remember that. Like Michael Cole would sit down with them the way he sat down with the Shield, and then meron silang interview from the set of their music video, and then sinasabi nila, yeah, Jinder's the funny one. Then Jinder had that permanent scowl on his face. Like I thought that was the most hilarious thing from the entire 3MB shtick and. It's amazing that you know they they did rebuild themselves eventually. But Jinder became WWE champ. Drew became WWE champ, and then see Heath, he's now in in Impact, doing pretty well for himself. And I think last I saw, uh, he had reunited with Rhino. Yes, he did. Uh, I think they're doing a story right now. I can't tell because I don't really watch Impact with any regularity. But uh, good for him. He's still on TV. Yeah, uh, despite having come off that year-long injury. So uh, I would say that 3MB does qualify as a bunch of lovable losers. And, you know, well, they're not really losers anymore, but I, I still love them. I have a lot of love for 3MB. Yep. All right. Next item on our list, Kurt Hawkins. Ro, kanina sabi mo na merong mga lovable losers in wrestling who just keep on taking L after L after L until such time na sympathy just builds for that person. And I think Kurt Hawkins definitely fits under this category. Yeah, uh, he did have that. Was it a year-long losing streak? Yeah, but 116 long. matches or whatever it was. Yeah, 269. Yeah. I remember watching. Wow. Thank you. Thank Jesus. you. Uh, yeah, um, there comes a point where you do a losing streak angle and then the crowd just naturally wants to see you get that win. So Kurt Hawkins milked that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I would say he leveraged that to a tag team championship run, which is good for him. Jump it, I say, it's always an achievement to win a championship, no matter what kind of championship it is. So uh, it goes to show how entertaining Kurt Hawkins was. Yeah, I was there when Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder won the tag team championships from the revival at WrestleMania. What a moment because oh, Ryder fan also by association. I kind of like Kurt Hawkins as well. So let me ask you, Rowan, as the junior of the bunch, naabutan mo ba si Hawkins and Ryder as the Edgeheads or even as the Major <laughs> Brothers? Actually, hindi. Actually, hindi. Because I fan na lang ako back in 2010. Mm-hmm. That was way after their Edgeheads phase. I think their Edgehead run was in 2008. Yeah, oh seven, oh eight, sila. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's right. But okay. naabutang ko si Hawkins when he was teaming up with Tyler Rex. Yes, in NXT Redemption. Yes, yes. I remember that. That yeah. was a good team. Uh, he he has the walking stick, and they were really doing good in NXT. Kait ano, they're not featured on Raw and SmackDown. And akal ako nga they were gonna win the titles. And if I may disclose this, I was able to talk to. Now Gabby Tough during the Twitter Spaces, uh, she mentioned that they were, there were plans that were they were supposed to win the tag titles, but uh, Rex was on the way out. Ah, right. Okay. Sayang, sayang. I, I love that team. Uh, they were pretty underrated because uh, they were pretty good in the ring, and then people don't usually watch NXT Redemption, but I did. So, uh, yun sayang na hindi sila nakapag ano. They didn't transcend that lovable loser status. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, Kurt Hawkins is one of those pros, na talagang uh, well respected in the industry, especially because outside of being a performer, he is now in, in Impact as, uh, under his real name, Brian Myers. He's also a trainer. He's a coach. Uh, yeah. Creator Pro Wrestling Academy. Yes, he runs cool. that yeah. oh. alongside Pat Buck, who's one of the producers at WWE, and one of their most notable graduates is one Chris Statlander. 
on right. AEW. So it also shows that uh, they, they are a pretty good wrestling school and they do get a lot of recommendations around the industry if you look on Twitter or look online. So Kurt Hawkins, um, what a pro, what a pro. Alright, next name on our list. Ito, I added this name because he was when I was coming up in my fandom because he was not only a lovable loser but he was also a backstage interviewer. That's the coach, Jonathan Coachman. So... Uh, he he was always he, he was a big guy who got picked on a lot, which is kind of weird to me, but also amusing. He wasn't that big; like he had size, but he wasn't really uh, he wasn't really fit. He wasn't as fit as a wrestler, so that's why he was picked on by a lot of by everyone because that makes him the lovable loser here. So yeah, uh, it's always funny to watch Coach get punked out. So that was his uh, redeeming factor. Uh-oh. Uh people didn't really like him as a commentator when when they tried to have him do color commentary. So Butinadang he was really entertaining and you know it was such a pro to have taken everybody's shit. I know, I know. Robin, your thoughts on coach when um they moved him to the commentary desk because I think that was like long after his days of getting punked by The Rock and uh every other wrestler who set their sights on him. On the ruthless aggression era, obviously. But I saw some matches of him with JR. But when they were uh, when they moved him on commentary on Raw, like in 2017, they uh, I, I didn't like him. People did not tend to like coach on on the table. Which, which is weird, uh, to me at least, because I always felt that that move bringing Coach back was them trying to really leverage in connection yeah, with ESPN. Because if you remember, Union Time, na ESPN and WWE were having this like synergy. Na they were featuring WWE on, on SportsCenter, on... May sarili pa silang ano, uh, parang sub, sub-website on ESPN.com. Yeah. So I really felt like it was a great way to synergize both platforms. And uh, I, I guess... Um, Fast forward a few years later to 2021, I'm kind of disappointed that nothing more really came out of it because if the goal has always been to take WWE to the mainstream and have more eyes on it, ESPN would have been a really, really good way to do that. But I guess it just didn't pan out. Yeah, uh, I guess they didn't really get the mainstream traction that they wanted to get. So, sayang lang. I mean, it was a good try though. I did appreciate that attempt. Mm-hmm. Right, let's go to name number four on our list, and that is Spike Dudley. And I, I gotta say this about Spike Dudley. Um, recently, recently, ko lang nalaman na when he was called Little Spike Dudley on ECW, na it was meant to be an in joke because his acronym would have been LSD. Uh, yeah, that that was pretty old. <laughs> uh, that was on his Wikipedia, I believe. Little Spike Dudley. That's mm. where I first found out. But yeah, um, before he became a cruiserweight champion back in the mid-2000s. Spike Dudley was on Raw where there was no cruiserweight division and they threw him around a lot. So that's why he gets to be on this list. So small guy, uh, you throw him around a lot. That's what happens to them. Uh, that's what happens with Marco Stunt right now by an AEW. So because they are so tossable and throwable around, um, they are that. That is their source of entertainment. 
Yeah, uh, I I found Spike Dudley fun, lalo na, na as you mentioned, he turned heel in 04, if I remember correctly, became cruiserweight champion. Like he was someone who I really didn't want to see keep winning his matches, and uh, I think he had a pretty long championship run, if my memory serves me correctly. So uh, I'm gonna throw it to Rowan here. Have you ever seen Spike Dudley, or have have you Masyadong, seen his work? Ma- <laughs> I don't think Rowan um, got to. So. Yeah, yeah, it's way too enough. Actually, speaking of throwing guys around. As as Ro mentioned, um, naalala ko there was like the spot na he missed the table, yung in spine buster. Yes, yeah, Batista. yeah, yeah. That is his most infamous spot. Uh, was it Batista? I don't remember. Was it someone dumped him yeah. over the top rope? He they, he was supposed to go through a table, and then they completely and then, missed. It. Yeah, he missed, so he only hit his the edge of his neck, the edge of his head. Kaya na sprain ata yung yung neck niya or na break he broke his neck, so that was pretty bad. Yeah, Spike Dudley is also one of those uh, one of those guys who split time between being a wrestler and being in the education system. Uh, he follows many wrestlers actually who uh, were were teachers or teachers assistants and wrestlers at the same time. So mm. uh, we, we could make a whole nother listicle featuring them. Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's round out the first half with this pair. The B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. So we were actually considering putting them in with the social outcasts, which Heath Slater was also a part of, which tells you a lot about uh, where Heath was in the WWE. But uh, make the case for Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, Rowan. Basically, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel are like second or third generation superstars. And they are very entertaining in their own ways. Um, when they formed the B team after being away from the Miz. Parang they shine on their own. And they, they didn't need the Miz at all. And they didn't need Heath or Adam Rose. I think they, they just need to be like uh they are just a, a tag team. Like Sidandalo lang ni uh Bodas and Curtis Axel. As I rem- I remember that they were trying to be underdogs. And did you like them as wrestlers, as characters? Did you think they were good faces at all? Or were you annoyed by the entire uh, concept of the B team? It, it was annoying, but it is entertaining in that very way. Okay. So... I remember Bo Dallas best from the Bo Leave shtick in NXT because it was one of the first things that I started to notice when I was following NXT regularly. So the Bo Leave stuff, which he actually got to bring to the main roster to you know much less success, um, was was so in your face and so condescending. I couldn't uh, help but want to see this guy get his ass kicked, which meant that he was really effective as a character. Now, see Curtis Axel. Uh, was was somebody who I really expect, uh, expected a lot from, as you mentioned, diba Rowan his pedigree, diba. Uh, but you know things didn't work out that way either for for him. Uh, but I thought na the the run as part of the Miztourage and the social outcasts and the B team really showed a side of him that I never thought I would see when he was first being packaged as the Paul Heyman guy from 2013. So it it also tells me that these guys are pretty entertaining and they know how to stick around. Yeah, uh, it took forever for Curtis Axel to really find his footing. Because I also expected a lot out of the Paul Heyman uh, endorsement thing. And I really wanted to see him succeed there. Because I, I had a phase where I was rooting for the NXT, original NXT guys. Michael yung, McGillicuddy. Yeah, the game show guys who were, uh, who were winning the show, like Wade Barrett, Daniel Bryan, Loki. 
uh, Curtis Axel included. So, sayang ang talaga. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, they are on this list for a reason. They eventually uh, ended up to a point where they elevated other talent, but that does not make them any less lovable. So that's it. That's the first half of our list of our favorite lovable losers here in the world of professional wrestling. We'll get to another set of names in just a bit. But first, we'll take a break and let you know about how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Lazada. Right, guys. There is probably a uh, end-of-month or payday sale happening right now on Lazada. So if you want to take advantage of that and get what you want and need on Lazada, kasi hashtag nasa Lazada yan, you can do that while supporting the podcast by also by using our affiliate link, podlink.co slash IAM, podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Uh, type that in your mobile browser, add the cart, and check out from the mobile app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast. And no extra cost to you. And now a quick word to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. You can never go wrong with the right games to play, especially with the time that you have. On top of that, you can never go wrong by being with Globe Prepaid as you play because with a total of 16 gigabytes of data, that's 8 gigabytes of all of the sites to do what you need to do and 8 gigabytes of data for apps that you love through Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99 with GoPlay promo. On top of that, you also get unlimited text to all networks valid for 7 days. To register, grab your phones now and head on via their new Globe One app, Gcash, or dial star 143 hashtag on your phone. So if you're into Mobile Legends, Clash of Clans, PUBG Mobile, Call of Duty Mobile, League of Legends Wild Rift, Legends of Runeterra, Twitch, register to Go Plus 99 with GoPlay promo now. Let's continue our list of our favorite lovable losers in wrestling with this name. He's now known as the chairman, Sean Spears, in AEW, but in WWE there was a time when he was the perfect 10 Ty Dillinger. Actually, even before then, he was in ECW as Gavin Spears. So, medyo may history din talaga tong si Ty Dillinger uh, with WWE. And when the Perfect 10 was a thing, uh, he was kind of in the Kurt Hawkins mold, but he would keep losing and he would keep hyping himself up. He had that short-lived tag team with Jason Jordan and then eventually he went solo and then yun nga, there was a groundswell of support from the very loving NXT audience where the Perfect 10 became such a babyface that they had to call him up to SmackDown. Yeah, um, alam mo yun, uh, you get enough sympathy when you are good in the ring and Ty Dillinger or Sean Spears is good in the ring. When he was a baby face so he used that support to get himself a job on the main roster but Vince didn't really know what to do with him and now he's in AEW where can I just say even if he is aligned with the pinnacle right now he's still a jobber like uh, he's still a lovable loser I mean I don't know if he's lovable now but he's still a loser because he is the meat fodder of the pinnacle whenever they have uh, a feud with someone big so I guess you go and earn those checks, Sean. I mean, it's still a job. It's still a living, I guess. I mean, he has way more TV time than all three of us. <laughs> Rowan, tell me about Ty Dillinger and how he made you feel when he was part, uh, when he was the perfect 10, when he was building up that support from the NXT crowds. The perfect 10 gimmick is very promising. And 
right now he may be a lovable loser winner naman siya sa life you know? <laughs> that is true he he i mean his girlfriend his wife wife, wife na ba? they're married yes oh yeah 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 sorry wife my bad i forgot they were married i forgot that little detail he'll he'll be more winning than any of us yep yeah his wife is one of the most beautiful women in the industry. Plus, she's also incredibly talented in the ring. They both are. You know, if they had kids, their kids would probably inherit their talented genes, diba, in in uh, this industry. And uh, Ty Dillinger has a very good reputation among the industry then. Like, a lot of people have called him your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. And when you have that type of reputation, it really says a lot about your talent. Sayang na he never get the push that he deserved on SmackDown nung nakal up siya. Parang mas nag-focus pa sila kay Nakamura. And then he was just pushed on the sidelines. Parang he was gonna get a US title shot, pero it, what, it got cancelled. And then it he got completely lost in the shuffle. What did you feel about that? I mean, were you expecting him to get a push? Yeah. Kasi he was very, he's very over on NXT. And lalo na nung nag-debut siya on the Rumble. And then now that he's on the main roster, he should have been uh, given that kind of treatment na he would get a title shot because he's very over with the crowd. Yeah, but now he isn't over with the crowd. And I guess that speaks to his right, his, his skills as a heel. So I hope that, I just hope that they make him win more. Because you're part of the pinnacle. You, that is a pretty big group uh, in AEW. So you got like tag team champions. You got one of the pillars. And then you got Sean Spears, who is... Just being sacrificed to anyone feuding with the pinnacle. I mean, when you're at the bottom of the pinnacle, I think na sataska pa rin naman ng bundok. So, yeah. All right, let's get to uh, this next name on our list. And man, we gotta talk about Zack Ryder. Because Zack Ryder's career was very up and down. I would say that he spent uh, a chunk of it as a lovable loser, but there were points then when he was a pretty big deal. Uh, it really depends how you look at it. But I look at Zack Ryder. And I, I really see him as a pioneer when it comes to content creation in this business. Like, uh, he saw himself as someone who was really, really down to card and somebody who might get future endeavored soon. And he took his destiny into his own hands and created a YouTube channel, which kept him alive. It, it, he parlayed that into a US championship spot, into a uh, somewhat unfortunate WrestleMania spot where he got kicked in the balls by Eve Torres. But, you know, all of those things don't happen if he doesn't do Z True Long Island story. Hell, my career in radio was largely influenced by Zack Ryder. Like, I was playing you mga clips niya from his YouTube show and, and, and doing woo-woo-woos on air back when nobody would listen to me. So, like, I owe a big debt of gratitude to this man. Rowan, did you catch Z True Long Island story? Yeah. Back in the actually, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the Greedy Watch because there is this uh, new podcast which is the MC True Long Island Pod. Yeah, and and it gives me like nostalgia and all. Zack Ryder is one of my favorite wrestlers, absolutely. And I, I don't know if you have seen your previous profile picture. It's like a Zack Ryder inspired. Uh, I really wanted the Zack Ryder merch, date like the Broski glasses and Broski headband. But the closest I, I can get was the Ray Bands. <laughs> what was but, it about? What pero, was it about Zack Ryder that drew you to him? Okay, well, actually, yung uh, Z True Long Island story talaga yung nag ano sa nagpa inspired din sa akin kay Zack Ryder. I mean, or nagpa na, na inspired ako kay Zack Ryder because of Z True Long Island story. Uh, he, he may be uh, not getting fe- he may be not featured on TV, pero just because of that, it is a career 
suicide na ano he, he might get fired just because of doing that but he he got over with the crowd yeah he did and uh i guess he also kind of leveraged that to a push but i think that they i mean or you know back in the day we all thought that vince didn't really want to do much with him like you build a star organically and then uh it's not your doing so you don't really know what to do with him you don't really understand it so that's why he had kane push him off the edge of the wheelchair. stage <laughs> <a wheelchair>. yeah <laughs> but then uh when i think vengeance the bayou new name the pay-per-view uh when he finally beat dolph for the u.s championship Yung, oh, TLC, again, TLC. Uh, TLC. Sorry, sorry. The same pay per view where Brian won the, I don't know, the big gold belt. Uh, yeah, Zack Ryder winning the U.S. Championship. That was a huge moment in my fandom because that was the first time I saw somebody who was barely on TV, na cheer ng crowd, and then when finally na parlay niya into a championship shot, uh, he won, and people just went bananas for him when he won. So uh, for me, for for a 21 year old stand, parang that was one of those anything impossible anything is possible moments in my fandom so uh zach ryder man uh he the fact that he's still very young only in his mid-30s and uh making a name for himself in gcw the deathmatch stuff and with his uh with this youtube channel the major wrestling figures pod um it it is proof that just because eting spot mo on the card, it doesn't mean that you're predestined to a life of you know putting other people over for the rest of your career. But sometimes that is what the booker sees you doing, so that's why you know he didn't achieve that much success. So it is what it is, though. I mean, you can try, pero siempre your the fate of your uh, career is still in the hands of the big boss man. Yeah, of course, of course, as with any job. Alright, next up, number eight. Let's talk about Drake Maverick. So Drake Maverick was one of the latest uh, latest cuts from WWE. And when like as soon as ni report ni Sean Rossap na uh, na release si Drake Maverick, he just went on Twitter and posted a video that he presumably had shot and produced and edited uh, weeks in advance. And see si John Cena had endorsed him, put him over as a talent, and we could see it. We, we saw it in whatever role he was in in WWE, whether it was 205 Live General Manager, Manager ng AOP, 24-7 Championship Contender, Tag Team Partner ni Killian Dane, Cruiserweight Championship Contender. He really could do it all. Yeah, uh, he is better known as a good talker. Pero siyempre, because of his size, uh, he was pretty much seen as a uh, enhancement talent. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that because... Uh, you can still show off your skills even if you're hired to put someone over. And that's exactly what he did. So he did the best he could. And I think he'll be remembered. And he'll have, he, he got a lot of support because he did the best he could. Yeah, yeah. And I think it probably also tells you that you know, he, he must be a nice guy because you know, I, I don't think people would have all this uh, sympathy and support for this one guy if he was such a scumbag in real life. Um, yeah. let, let's throw it to Rowan here and I want to ask, when Drake Maverick was introduced as the 205 Live General Manager, the introduction to WWE, hmm. did you have any idea of his internet notoriety then or his notoriety as a wrestling scene? I mean, he was I... in TNA. Yeah, yun, yun lang yung alam ko that he was Rockstar Spot. And I saw some clips of him in WCPW, um, what culture pro wrestling. Uh, when he was introduced in WWE as the 205 Live General Manager, I think na pipilitan lang siya sa role niya and he really wants to wrestle. 
Kasi, I mean, kitang-kita naman natin yun when he became the general, uh, or the manager of AOP and when he got more active in the in ring with the 24-7 title chase. I think he, uh, yun yung mas maganda niyang ano, run as a WWE superstar. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the most we really saw of him as an in-ring competitor was the 2020 to 2021 stretch on NXT, right? Uh, when they had rehired him and he was part of the Cruiserweight Championship tournament. Uh, it was really one of those instances where they, um, they, they took advantage of the support that Drake Maverick had built and they were able to make a very compelling underdog story out of, out of his run. Only to be halted by El Hijo del Fantasma, who then unmasked as ano, Satas Escobar, right? Yeah. Speaking of masking and unmasking, let's go to Fuego del Sol from AEW. Okay, Rowan, you seem to have a soft spot for Fuego, so let's make the case for him. Okay, for, for an enhancement talent, he's really charismatic, charismatic like James Ellsworth. Parang isang asya sa enhancement talent na mas binigyan ng opportunity to showcase their talent, kasi most of the enhancement talent just get squashed in the match and then that's it. I really like Fuego because he, he can be goofy, he can be tough in the ring and basically be an underdog with a big heart and hopefully he becomes a, re- uh, a real star and a big champion. Did you think yeah. Fuego had a chance against Miro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to pull it. They yeah. Were pull the trigger. No, I agree with that because he was pretty good in that match and that is the quality that you look for in a good underdog. Now, he can make you believe that there might be a chance that he could pull out the win against someone who is more favored than he is. Pero, siempre, uh, he will lose beautifully and gracefully because he is destined to lose as well. Yeah, Fuego del Sol is really young. Uh, he's like 26 years old. So, sana mahaba yung career niya. Sana na, uh, you know, he's able to uh, get more support, get more over with the crowd. Because I, I do like what I see out of him whenever he's on TV. He, uh, I, I love his mask. Um, I, I, I pop for really for, for masks that stand out. And Fuego's does stand out. So, um, I, I hope that the future is bright for Fuego del Sol. Even though he is currently one of our favorite lovable losers. Do you guys okay. like Fuego too? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you this. I, I saw myself in Fuego del Sol and, you know, same body type, same character trajectory. So he is a much better version of Sandata. So <laughs> he deserves no, he deserves his TV time. He deserves his TV exposure. So yeah, Buti, yeah, yeah. This luchador from Mobile, Alabama <laughs> was able to uh, find a spot on AEW programming. Yeah. Um, I will say, Rowan, you said you thought that he could pull it off against Miro. I did too. For a, for a brief moment, I did too. All right. Uh, you mentioned our last name on the list. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about James Ellsworth because any man with two hands has a chance. He's the catchphrase that whether you're an audience member or somebody in the back who decided to hand him a contract. Uh, so yeah, let's start with Rowan. What do you remember James Ellsworth for? I'm pretty sure it's not those words I just said. Well, yun nga, naging enhancement talent siya on Raw. He faced Braun Strowman and he got that huge following just because of that catchphrase. And naging public clamor na he should be signed in the WWE. And so he was. Uh, he was signed on SmackDown and he defeated AJ Styles three times. Three times! And then he even had WWE Championship matches. Pero... He, he was unsuccessful. What did you think of his entire shtick, though? 
uh, <laughs> it reminded me of Colin Delaney. Oh, yo, that's a good I, list. I, that's I, a good I, guy I, we didn't put on the list. Oh my, pero di ko siya so I didn't put him in the list. Pero uh, it reminded me of Colin Delaney. Uh, I'll be honest, I had Colin Delaney in the original draft, pero tinanggal ko siya. Pero sige, uh, how did he remind you of Colin Delaney? Well, it's because of the stature na paya, parang lanky. Batak yeah, na si right Delaney there. ngayon, ha? Oh, yeah. Delaney looks he, like a badass okay. now. Yeah, yeah, he, he shaved his head and he grew into his frame. But yes, carry on. Pero, pero during those days, di ba, parang they, they had a similar stature. Uh, or even, ano, Gilbert, di ba? One of the most famous, uh, famous lovable losers. Uh, they they have a same stature. What about what about I mean, what about the stature? So what what was it about them, their stature? Kahit, but despite being small, meron naman silang charisma, and and so they were put on TV, and they were given the chance to showcase their talent. Okay. Did, did you think it was funny? Because to me, the James Ellsworth humor. Had an expiration date. Yeah, true. May expiration date nga yung sa humor niya. Or, kasi parang nakakasawa din siya. Because he got featured every single week. Every single week. And nung he, he was paired with Carmela, parang eh, nawala na yung interest ko. So you thought he overstayed his 15 minutes of fame in the WWE? Mm-mm. But parang, parang he should have stayed for a month lang. That, that's, that's what I think. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, uh, we're not ones to tell people that oh, that you just hire this person for X number of months or X number of weeks, lang, diba? Like for the guy, I- I'm happy that the guy had an actual WWE contract, an actual WWE run, despite the, the odds being stacked against him, diba? Na leverage niya yung whatever appeal he had, but um, I guess for all of the good things that James Ellsworth did, feeling ko yung career niya will also be most remembered for being the guy who won the first ever women's money in the bank match. And that <laughs> is funny in all the wrong ways. Right? Yeah. Uh, people would just... I think people forgot about that one. I mean, they just wanted to forget about that one because it was so bad. Yeah. Sobrang, sobrang bad look lang talaga. I remember when, when it happened, I was like, huh, but, but ganito. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm upset. Oh, I think it's working. But you know, re- reading what everybody has come to say and write about that moment since then, um, it it just makes you think about uh, what had happened back in 2017. But yeah, uh, James Ellsworth um, did prove that any man with two hands has a chance, uh, for better or for worse. And that's how he ended up on this list of lovable losers. Um, any other names that you uh, you feel we should have included aside from Colin Delaney? I don't know. Uh... There are a lot of them. Like there are probably a lot that people can think of. Pero hindi ko papatay tayo ni Chida for not mentioning the Brooklyn Brawler. Kapanahuna niya yun, di ba? I mean, yeah. Pero I mean, uh, I I didn't know much about the Brooklyn Brawler. He was just out there to lose. And okay, it's okay. Uh, hometown hero. So because he has Brooklyn in his name. Yeah. So there you have that. Now I'm not as the Boston Brawler. I'm I'm not sure kung panahon din ni Chida to pero. Uh, there's this guy named Iron Mike Sharp. Uh, Iron Mike Sharp, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was also a jobber during those times. Right. Wait, lang, Rowan. You haven't earned the right to say the J word. Bad <laughs> show host in training. Bad. <laughs> right. 
That's our list. That's our list of our uh, 10 favorite lovable losers. If you want to chime in and be part of the conversation and talk about names we didn't get to bring up, or if you want to dispute some of our takes, you can hit us up on Twitter and on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. Or you can follow us on social media and keep the conversation going over there. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Spotify, just look for The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Before we get out of here, here are a couple of ways to support the show through your online shopping over on Shopee. Right, guys. So same deal. All you got to do to support the podcast with your online shopping on Shopee in the end of month sale is use our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash W9X. Podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9, and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out on the mobile app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast and our extra cost to you. And since Maka Christmas now, it's the perfect time to treat yourself to some swag from Nike over on their Southeast Asian online store. And you can do that and support the show as well. Yep. Uh, again, it is podlink.co slash 2j8. Podlink.co slash the number 2, letter J, and the number 8. Whatever you buy on the Nike Southeast Asia online store will also help us do what we do here on the podcast at no extra cost to you. All right, stay tuned because we've got another live stream coming up in just a few days over on Kumu. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Pod or on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Thursday nights at 7 p.m. But you can also hit us up on Twitter and talk wrestling with us over there. For me, it is at underscore Stancy. For Ro, it is at Roas War. And for Rowan, the S H I T, it is at Monday Night Rowan. That's at Monday N I T E R O W E N. That's going to do Twitter, it. Because yeah, Twitter just, doesn't. Because Twitter doesn't allow 16 characters. Yes, Twitter is the real heel here. All right. Uh, we all, you can also uh, follow Chino at Chino Supersized. Hit him up, even though he hasn't been on the podcast recently. Let him know that you miss him. Uh, we're going to do this again next week for another audio-only episode. So keep those listicle ideas coming in the comment section. Until then, though, thank you so much to Babyface producer Gel and the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team. On behalf of Ro Moran and Ro in the SHIT, my name is Stan C. Saying thank you very much. Please still double mask up, get your booster shots, or get your vaccines if you can. And by next year, let's go out and vote. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.